go. Yes. Yeah, it turns out all you have to do is turn just stuff turn on. Just turn machines on and then <laughs> press and the button that we pressed. Podcast. Keeping it 5150 episode. 14. It's pretty good. Did you think we'd make it to 14? No, I thought uh, we'd get as far as exactly 13. And then <laughs> and he's like, like, that's yeah. a wrap. <laughs> that's um, the golden number. That's that's Spook Show International numbers. That's that's how many tales from the cadaverous coffin of, of whatever it's called. Um, but we did it. We made it. Yeah. Almost have as many episodes as viewers. So. You, but you can't prove that, though, right? No. Also, this could be on uh, like a BitTorrent site. Loads of people will be downloading it like that we don't even know about. Yeah, I'm sure someone's at the time. To put something that was already free on yeah. a site that's free but harder to access. That's uh, we could be all over the dark web. This could be the dark web's most popular show. We, we don't know that. I'm willing to bet that it isn't. <laughs> <laughs> we should talk about beer pairing. Oh, yeah. That's right. So you wrote a, a delicious-looking French oak. <laughs> how do you pronounce this? Saison? Uh, sure. Saison. Saison. Barrel-aged farmhouse ale. Yeah. Uh, Employee-owned. Well, although now owned by you. Yeah, I was at a uh, giant uh, wholesale warehouse box store type situation, picking up a giant thing of cashews, you know, like hundreds of granola bars at a clip, you know, the things you would buy, right? Yeah, yeah. I went to their beer section. We saw that dude. It was marked as being four ninety nine, right? It's pretty because this is a full size. Yeah, it's a full size thing. We're like point six ounces. It's it's a. I mean, we'll split this and we'll still be uh. Yeah, we'll be we'll be good. And then so I was like, cool. I'm gonna get that. Went to bring it up. It's fifteen ninety nine. Wow, fifteen ninety nine is too much for that beer. I mean, I haven't had it yet, but I don't think I'm gonna get half of fifteen ninety nine out of it. Because you can buy a six pack and then half another six pack I of like decent beer. You, I could buy, like, buy like forty eight hams <laughs> for the cost of this single beer. But we were already like we'd already waited in line. Yeah. And I wasn't gonna be like, no, I don't want that. It's like, no, fuck it. But now there's like a lot of pressure. Yeah. On this well, type uh, of beer that I don't even know what it is like or how it's supposed to taste. So there's a lot. We're gonna open it. There we go. Okay, go. Oh, you alcoholics! So for all you uh, this Rockefeller yeah. Q money bags out there <laughs> who want to like, sp- yeah, <laughs> get man. in on an expensive beer. Oh, it's it's got like a sourness to it. It's kind of nice. I think it does say that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm making that face like I just ate a lemon. I <laughs> 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 got got a real lemon face happening. Yeah, this is this is a good sort of. Margarita of a beer. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. I forgot to put the salt rim on this motherfucker. No, like, it was one hundred and fifty dollars for this for this Mr. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not my favorite. I, I kind of like it. Yeah, it's, okay. it's I mean, you know I'm very rich tastes as, as I get into my middle age. Uh, yeah, well you know we're sitting in gold like solid gold chairs right now. They're not yeah. comfortable. This is a, but the, they're very expensive. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the thing. Like. The palace divine where this gets recorded. It's more of a, like a palatial estate type situation. Yeah, yeah. There's a house uh, in the neighborhood that we live in that looks like uh, the Adams Family house. Oh, cool. Just went up on sale. Cool million for that house. So and it's three, it needs, three floors? Like, is it yeah, it seems like it. It seems like it needs a lot of work. So <sighs> it's, it's like, a good neighborhood, though. It like is. Greenwood. So, yeah, I was trying to crunch the numbers on how I could afford that house. Yeah. Answer, I, can't. <laughs> 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 There's no a, move into that house. <laughs> what do you mean, bro? I live here. <laughs> yeah. Always lived here. You dress my like, name Paul Adams. Just <laughs> like check, yeah, check just dress like Gomez. Just get in it. Like yeah. There's like there's not a scenario where we can afford to live. Like you know. 
because uh, most of my money went into that beer that I just got. <laughs> so it's really like you made a straight choice between that beer and <laughs> and a million dollar <laughs> Adams Family house. <laughs> God damn you, New Belgian, and your expensive beers could have been a land baron. Yeah. So that's what I did. <laughs> um, yeah, that's it's good. I like it. It's a it's a it's a tasty beer. I um, I don't know. I'm, I don't I don't usually go for Belgians, despite the fact that. Um, that's generally what we drink on this on this show. Well, it's because well, the ones we talk you, about. Like, if we, you, we are yeah. just necking fucking PBRs usually. <laughs> yeah, at shows it's like whatever's in that can. Like, <laughs> what does this what does this drink ticket get me? <laughs> One of those. Sorry, I'm having more of this sour ass beer. Yeah, this is like a normal beer that someone threw like Sour Patch Kids in. Yeah, and then I, they're like, they're like, it is like that. I think more beer should be like that. Or if it's like again, I took a bite of a lemon. Well, you, you sometimes have a if you if you have a Corona or other other kind of light American beer, you you might get the the little lime with the top and squeeze the, squeeze the lime. I don't do that. You don't do that. I sometimes do that. No, man, I'm not trying to put fruit in my beer. <laughs> it's a lime of fruit. I don't know a lot about. Yeah, lime's fr- a fruit, man. Come <laughs> on. <laughs> like, Look, I'm frequently here's the thing. I'm frequently confused by what's a fruit and what's the vegetable and what's a nut. A lime could be anything, right? It's not though. Like, and that's one of the easy ones. You know, it seems like a fruit, but that's how they get you sometimes, <laughs> it's right? True. They they suck you in with the kind of. <laughs> it's like what's a tomato? No one knows. It's true. Nobody knows. That's that's a scientist. So they they're cutting open tomatoes it, we're using the Large Hadron Collider right now, <laughs> trying to find out what, what yeah. they are. Yeah. They think the tomato might be the god particle, but they're not sure. <laughs> it's really big. It's been in front of us this whole time. <laughs> they really, they're going to feel real dumb when they find out the tomato is the god particle. Pork probably, like pigs would be the god particle. Because like pork, there's so many good meats come off of a pig. There's like no g- bad part of the pig. Yeah. You can do anything with it. If you go to the Midwest, they, they they really get right into the kind of parts that you wouldn't normally <laughs> eat. Like that. Well, that's again a cheese and you know. Yeah, but a hot dog kind of is also. Those yeah, parts but we don't like to think of it that way. No, I do. Oh, mechanically recovered. This is <laughs> the best kind of meat. This is all hooves and snout and asshole right now. This is amazing. <laughs> I think I taste the tail. Hot dogs are delicious. Look, I don't care. A lot of people don't want to think about it. That there's this probably this cockroaches and everything else ground up in oh, there. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I read I read the the Jungle by Upton Sinclair, and I was like, "Did you really read it?" Oh, no, summary of it? no, but thanks for poking a hole in this joke <laughs> I was about to make. Oh man, this this is a no. This is going discursive at best. If episode twelve was any any example, yeah, we did well on that one. Our digressions are fucking suck. We're be- our digressions are funnier than our main topic. Yeah, we so keep get ready for, for, for two hours of talking about that. With nothing but digressions, um, I think we should segue in. Okay. But to our main topic, that, but before we do that, you know, it's it's expensive buying you know million dollar bottles of beers, and yes. uh, we have to sometimes take money in from people that we wouldn't normally associate with because we're a very pure punk rock podcast. You know, it's, this is where you go for the Seattle grindcore scene report. <laughs> that was the original name of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> very wordy. Although we would have way more subscribers if that was our name because yeah. people would be like. I want to hear people talk about Grindcore. Now people are like... It's true, but they'd be like Millhouse banging on the phone. When are they going to talk about Grindcore? <laughs> right now. Hey, Insect Warfare. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, we got we to gotta cover our, our bills with, a, with some ads. So, here's a fucking ad. Let's do it. The world is a vampire. 
Seth Dre. Doctors say you have to sleep. But how is this possible when you're spending your time thinking about environmental uncertainty, illiterate racists running the country, and new possible threats like ISIS dragons? Here's how. Subscribe to Hydroxy Microsleep's tiny mattresses service. Each month, they'll mail you a 40-ounce spray cylinder filled with millions of tiny mattresses. At night, you find a small, airtight space, such as any Seattle studio apartment or your 1993 Honda Accord, and hold down the nozzle until you pass out. That sweaty, dreamless, coma-like sleep will kick in fast, and you'll wake up hours later fully refreshed and ready to spend another day scared out of your mind in a terrifying world. Use the promo code 5150, a podcast about being land barons and buying too expensive beer, and we'll include a few canisters of carbon monoxide because, you know, it's pretty horrible out there right now. Hydroxy Microsleep. All is lost. And we're back. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, we're back for the featured segment of our, of our podcast. And we're making we're making featured segment. Actually, we're making podcast history because <laughs> here's why. This has never been done in any other podcast we listen no. to. The one about politics, the one where Marin complains about his we cat. Have two different beer pairings in this episode. We have that <laughs> a horrible waste of money. <laughs> that delicious but seventy five dollar bottle yeah, of beer. That one hundred and fifty thousand dollar bottle of beer that I that I got at Costco. So we got that, but we have a secondary beer pairing, which is probably. Probably gonna be equally as bad. Like no, I'm th- gonna this be looks real good. I'm I'm excited <laughs> about this one. So, I was at a place and well, so much we, mystery. Where could this be? Yeah, it, look, I, I'm not giving away my spots, but uh, I knew what we were gonna talk about in our featured segment, which you know too because you clicked on and downloaded this. But we'll still parse it out because we like to keep the mystery alive. Yeah, podcasts do that. Um, we're traditionalists, it, if anything. And I noticed that uh, there was cans of the ACDC Rocker Bust. What would you call Some it? sort of beer. La- I don't know. Lager it's, beer? It's German beer. German beer. beer. <laughs> for Australian hard rock. Al- already blending two amazing things. <laughs> it's real like a peanut butter chocolate type situation. Um, so I got two cans of this garbage, and we're going to drink it. Yeah. Um, before we start, I just want to point out that you know, the can has, you know, German beer, Australian hard rock, ACDC, rock or bust, and then a bunch of songs. Which the, is, they're the songs off the last ACDC record. Right. Uh, so a lot of like rock. Presumably it was called rock or bust. Now I think about it. Yeah. Like play Got ball. Got some rock and roll thunder. Hard times. Miss Adventure. But it's like a woman's name. Yeah. Yeah. yeah a, you see a, that? A mission control. <laughs> I wonder what that's about. Single uh, control. Sweet candy. Jesus Christ. But uh, it's a premium lager beer. Um. It's in a comically tall but skinny can, yeah. like a like a fucking energy drink. I assumed from photos that it would be in a Foster style oil can, but it's not. So. Yeah, you you would want that. But okay, so pretty good. Let's open this up and then we'll get talking about another ACDC affiliated thing. Yeah. Wow, how you got that? It seemed like it spiked up. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> we got two peaks right there. That's great. Mm. Lager. <laughs> It does. It tastes like um, when you're at a bar and you order whatever's the shittiest draft possible, and it's like half flat. Yeah, which is always what I, I, I want. I generally out of do that. So, <laughs> so, I'm, so I'm this, right re- at home. this reminds you of that. Uh, this, yeah, it's it tastes like two ninety nine, which is what it costs. So, yeah, so I guess that's good. Yeah, it should be. I feel like it should be a bit sharper, but it's yeah, very good. Yeah, it's good enough, which describes a lot of ACDC's output. Just good enough. Speaking of stuff that's 
I, I can't even say it's just good enough because it's not. Let's turn back the clock for a minute. To, to when this record that we're going to talk about? Yeah. Okay, to 1993. 1993. What were you up to in 1993? Uh, not listening to this. No. <laughs> like, the, the, what we're about to talk about is uh, the Last Action Hero soundtrack. Not the Last Action Hero movie, which I've not seen. I presume uh, you have seen it. You've seen all the movies. I have seen it. Um, we could talk about that if you want. We, very briefly. Good? The premise is really good. It's kind of meta, right? Yeah, it's t- it could have been really good, but it's not. It's not good. But I feel like if someone wanted to remake The Last Action Hero and live up to the premise, it could be good. Okay. Much like the soundtrack. <laughs> so let's let's dig into into the soundtrack. Cause because it's, cause so it's 1993, and in 1993, if you're going to have a soundtrack, you just went to the record companies and you were like, what do you got? <laughs> I guess the record was like, oh, guess what we <laughs> guess who's just, guess who's just recorded yeah. a single song and doesn't know what to do with it. Yeah, my feeling is that they uh, Last Action Hero may have been last in line when they're handing out songs or soundtracks. But um, all right, well, I think we, we may we may go straight into a disagreement because I the, the first song on here um, is Big Gun by ACDC. Okay, and I really like this song. I think it's one of ACDC's best songs. And that is it should be part of their set list now and it's a crime that it isn't it's at least as good as who made who not at all no none of that we're, no we're in, we're in conflict straight away straight away so this is no what's next to the moon this it will one is not it does not hold a candle <laughs> this, to is not, this is no sink the pink it's better than sink the pink i have like i just thought it was a decent late era acdc song i think like, it's a, a good one though uh brian johnson's vocals yeah can tes- we, testicle strangling i believe can, is the- <laughs> my notes are his vocals are bordering on self-parody <laughs> <laughs> that's that's it really seems like a dude this is what brian johnson would do on a song <laughs> Except that man is Brian Johnson. And he's doing he was it. doing them sarcastically. Like, hey, guys, check this out. Hey, oh, you want me to sing on this part? I don't want to sing on it. I have to sing on it? Okay, what if I just do this? Yeah. Mama. <laughs> Ma- There's some also, mamas on Black and, ba- Black and Black. You check that out. Yeah. Also, isolated vocals. Yeah. All you, mamas. You hear all the subliminal mamas he put on there. Uh, I really like it. It's going to, uh, big gun. Going to kick the hell out of you. So, only play it live once, apparently, like when they were like making the video for this or something. Live oh, because they were like, nah. Yeah. But I don't that's know, funny. When I saw the new stuff, it's nowhere near as good as Big Gun. It's, it... <laughs> what if, yeah, that's, I mean, that's fair, but like. this is, Maybe this is the last good song they recorded. Maybe I go that far. Because this is after, this is after Mistress of Christmas, which is a pretty yeah. high point. <laughs> no, uh, there was a Thunderstruck and Razor's Edge. Razor's Edge, not very good. It should be Thunderstruck, really good. Yeah. Um, there's something else on that record. I can't. Uh, is it Fire Your Guns? No, it's not. You need to like get You need to get off Fire Your Guns. Like, but this is like this is a high point. This is like oh, this is if this was on Thunderstruck, it would be the second best. This is on I'm sorry, Razor's Edge. It would be the second best song on on that record. It, that is fair. That Big Gun would be the second or third best song on any <laughs> album that they put out after like Back in Black because like they really there was a lot of you know a lot of phone in. Um, the only criticism I have is the lyric, big gun, kick the hell out of you, because it should be shoot the hell out of you. Yeah, or blow the hell out. I thought it was blow, like, the kick, the big gun. like, really? Cause Maybe it's two things. Maybe he's describing, like, this fella's got a big gun, and he's going to kick the hell out of you. Yeah, I think he, I think he must be talking the about he's the... he's got a big gun. <laughs> well, I think he's talking about, uh, yeah. Mysterious band ACDC. I know. They work on, like, one and a half levels. <laughs> the the kings of single entendre. Um, so that that's the starter. That's where that's yeah strong opener. Strong four aces down right there. <laughs> Beat that rest of the album. And 
As you just heard, I am like <laughs> you're Luke, not in at all. I'm lukewarm on this opening track, and I'm I'm telling you, it might be the high water mark. So strap in for <laughs> what's coming up next. Yeah, this was this it, it tails up pretty fast. Now we okay. get to um, another what? Seattle's favorite songs, or possibly the East Side's favorite songs. Um, what the hell have I? <laughs> By by Alice in Chains. So what what the hell do you make of this, Paul? The guitars are edging dangerously close to sitar territory, yeah. which as we've covered <laughs> in previous Spook episodes. Show, baby. Yes. Not I as I thought that too. <laughs> not as a two. It says um, on, it says on Wikipedia it's not actually a sitar. You can just make a guitar do that if you're fucking. Yeah, I no, I, I feel I feel like it's mostly like just covered in like chorus and, yeah, and various and effects, detuned and bending the fuck out the notes. But he's a great guitar player. He's great. I ride for early Alice in Chains, but um, uh, the chorus is kind of catchy. I think it's pretty yeah, it's a strong chorus. If this uh, was on Dirt or something like that, it would be one of the good songs on. Yeah, it on, would be. I think on any Alice in Chains album, this would be a good song on it. Yeah. On it. Like, it doesn't stand out as like, this is a fucking garbage B-side that we're just going to check away. It's like, no. this is this is good. Yeah, hold this on. Is good Alice in Chains. <laughs> yeah, I would agree. Um, they also, so Alice in Chains has this thing that I, I, it's, I love when they do it, where they name a song and then they go for the verse and then they go for a chorus <laughs> and they don't mention the name of the song and you're like, Maybe they're not going to mention the name of the song, and then it'll verse chorus again, don't mention it, and you're like, oh, shit. And then right at the end, they're like, oh, by the way. The name of that song was fucking Wood. Yeah, exactly. Like, So this is one that falls into that. You listen to it, and you're like, I guess they're not going to stay it. And then they get down to the last eight seconds of the song, and they're like, by the way. What the hell have I? It's like, be much cooler damn, not to do that. You magnificent bastards. You did it again. Like. They will never not say a song title in there. So, uh, that's pretty. Yeah, pretty good. Solid. Yeah. I, so you probably put that above Big Gun. No, they're on the same level. <laughs> come, come on, this isn't like they threw like Rooster on here or something. It's like it is still what the hell have I? Like it's it's all right. So it's fine. We agree that there's a. It's still descending a little. Oh, yeah. I, I like this at all. <laughs> Look, I can't come all hard on it when Rob the Zombie does it and not be like, Alice in Chains. <laughs> yeah, you, you get a pass. You get a pass because I know it, you didn't really get a sitar. Like, you... I'm very confident that that's not a sitar. It's <laughs> Show, baby. But I'm pretty confident that they were like, bro, I can make my guitar sound like a sitar, and it's like, you should do that, bro. I don't know if they actually say bro that much. <laughs> I, I think when they were recording uh, Hillbilly Deluxe, they definitely, that's how they talk to each other. <laughs> Let's move on. Let's move on to this podcast's favorite fucking band. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, so Angry Again. By... by the glorious and terrible Megadeth. What, 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 where do we even start with this fucking horrible song? <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, I'm just going to start with this. For a song called Angry Again. Yeah. He's real chill about it. <laughs> like, this is like the chillest angry song I've ever heard. It's mid-tempo. Yeah. He's just kind of like doing Mustaine stuff. He's just like, I'm just, oh, I'm just angry again. <laughs> I'm so angry right now. I, I want to read you the Wikipedia part of the Wikipedia entry, and you can cut this. But, but I'm not that long. But I'll, it, the, the style in which this is written as well is so casual. Like Wikipedia really needs to maybe raise their standards a little bit. No. When when Dave wrote the song, who's writing this? <laughs> when Dave wrote the song, he was angry with his band, promoters, and a lot of different parts of the organization, the Megadeth organization, <laughs> Megadeth like, LLC, and continued having some problems with drugs again. That's a glorious <laughs> sentence. <laughs> 
The culmination. Are you sure you want to use culmination when you're struggling with that last sentence? Of his stress problems inspired him to write the song, which was appropriately titled. I wish they put entitled. Often idiots, when they're trying to be smart, use the word entitled instead of title. Angry again. He's, oh, man, he's so mad at everyone. Let me write, like, the slowest of mid-tempo rockers. Yeah, boring Marty Friedman solo, or possibly Dave Mustaine solo. It's just, like, it's so forgettable. It's rubbishly. It's a bad song. It was recorded, you, you can, it's recorded during Countdown for Extinction, Countdown to Extinction sessions. And you can tell that like, the production's the same, like has the same weight to it. It's so it's, it, the vocals are a little bit like sweating bullets, but it's not as good. Like he has a slightly weird way of singing, but sweating bullets is really cranked up where he's like Hello, he sounds a real me. He's crazy on sweating bullets. It's, it's yeah. great. And th- then he this sounds like, angrier on sweaty bullets than he does on a song called Angry Again. Yeah. That's about being angry. <laughs> <laughs> this motherfucker does not know how to parlay tone into a song title. <laughs> Maybe he's being like really clever. Yeah. yeah. Um, also, Paul, let's just look at the 1993 Grammy nomination, shall we? Yes. <laughs> Fear of the Dark by Iron Maiden, institutionalized by the suicidal tendencies. Wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> that song came out in the fucking in the forties, right? That, that was, was uh, yeah, that was a traditional. Um, <laughs> that Thunderkiss 65. Did that win? Uh, no. the The winner was I Don't Want to Change the World by Ozzy Osbourne, and uh, Angry Again was nominated and didn't fucking win. To an Aussie song that I don't even—it's not a good Aussie song. I don't even recognize what that song is. No, all of those songs are better than. Uh, well, Angry Again is not better than Thunderkiss. Should have won. Thunderkiss, that. fantastic. That's, that's the, that's the only the one. The Dark that... is like a comeback song for Iron Maiden as well. I, I'd, I'd go for that. So that's Angry Again. Ooh, yeah, stinky. Ooh, really forgetful, forgetful, forgettable. Yes, just both. Not happening. <laughs> 99 Ways to Die is is another B-side I think was recorded around the same time, and it was on the Beavis and Butthead Experience soundtrack. And okay. it's a much better song. Beavis and Butthead people probably asked first. Yeah. Got that good one. And then Last Action Hero rolls in like, hey, what dog, what do you, what got, you got? And they're like, we oh, got, we got some shitty B-sides. <laughs> yeah, cool. From the countdown sessions. Yeah. We, we decided so we'll, this was we'll... worse than Captive Honor, and we didn't put it on the record. <laughs> you guys want it? <laughs> sure. sure. <laughs> We really got to we got to round this out, and we've really decided to use metal, hard rock, and alternative music. As yep. Spotify told me <laughs> when I looked up last action here. Um, oh, by the way, the first five songs on this uh, were all released as singles, so we're still we're still in singles territory. It's right true. Now. And Big Gun wasn't the first single. Oh, what was the first single? It might have been Angry Again. <laughs> it might have been Angry Again, and then What the Hell Have I, and then Big Gun. They were really priming the pump for Big Gun to break through. Yeah. And Big Gun is the one that I remember seeing. Oh yeah, fucking, like, it had the tab in guitar magazines for uh, for Big for Big Gun. So that was. But they were like, we don't want to put this out first. <laughs> um. Okay. Seattle Zone. Oh. Queen Reich. <laughs> Queen Queen's Reich. <laughs> they have a song called Real World. Yeah. Yeah, they do. My first thought was, oh hey. I've just walked into a rainforest cafe, and they have some good music playing. No, they don't. My joke was this. The lyrics are, I can't find the real world. I can't find the skip button. <laughs> That's pretty good. Um, we, yeah, we all have our jokes about this song. Yeah. You know, uh, you know what? Email us your jokes about the fucking Queen's Right song at girlikemakeyoufeelokay at gmail.com. Yes. We'll read them out on the show. Yeah. Like, I get... I get that they, they probably were like, we're going to put orchestration and extra drums. Yeah, this fellow, Michael Kamen, um, the, was involved with this song and a bunch of the other songs on, on the record. And he was like the composer for yeah. the whole thing. And he's very present on this one. So 
It's um, or maybe this is just how fucking Queens Rike sound all the time. They're like, well, a, I think that's what the singer. They're like a shit dream theater. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> with the vocals. So, oh my god! So emotional. It's my the couple, most emotional. That's what I write down. What's up with the vocals? God, I hate Queens Rike so much. <laughs> There's that in part where I was like, oh, this is the part in Tarzan where he's swinging around really fast <laughs> to try to save someone. It's pretty cool. <laughs> I got uh, it builds up to what should be a shredded guitar solo, and actually sounds like some horses galloping on the drums. <laughs> it's, That's it's rubbish. Yeah, uh, real world. It's it's hilariously bad. Like I here's the thing. You said skip button. I love it because <laughs> it's so much work went into something that is hilariously <laughs> terrible. <laughs> like it is like yeah. There's no excuse for how bad of a thing it is, and they're like. Oh yeah, you know what we really need to do? Just cover it and every like get a symphony on this bitch and yeah. like this fucking rocket like <laughs> it's uh not great. <laughs> I guess it's, is what I'm it's, saying. it's the weakest song so far and it and and that is a sought after position. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is everyone racing towards the bottom is right. what this should have been. But well done Queen's right, you're, you're very <laughs> much in the lead. Let's see what's next. Okay, this is uh so the next is your boy. <laughs> My boy. It's your boy's Def Leppard. Def Leppard from Sheffield. Um with a fucking an emotional power ballad. Yeah. Not even a power ballad, just a ballad. Well, here's the thing. So um I looked into this a little bit. Uh, there's the the version of Two Steps Behind that we're all familiar with, the the single, the big pop single that came out is acoustic. And it has yeah. acoustic guitars on it and acoustic guitars sound dreadful because I think they're the ones instead of like being mic'd, they're like plugged in and they'll sound sure. like those little spiky shitty yeah yeah anyway um but the one on this record that i had to listen to youtube uh, to go into you know, youtube fund it because it's not on spotify for some bizarre yeah it's reason. like grayed out the version that's on the record the movie is electric and it has um strings on it by oh, shit. michael Kamen. <laughs> okay so i straight up not heard that like i couldn't find that ver- like the version i found which i assumed was the one from the movie is just the acoustic yeah. guitar version what, what did you think of that I, uh, I thought it would sounded like what the last dance of the 1993 senior prom was <laughs> yeah, probably set that's, to. That's also, right. uh, I was thinking about how this is. I mean, this is a problem when you when you get into like a lot of like love songs and stuff. And I don't want to be this dude, but the whole vibe of this song is like, turn around. I'm literally two <laughs> steps behind you. Which, by the way, two steps is like you can feel them breathing on you. Way too close. <laughs> I think it should have been like. Ten, ten steps behind? Like, half a block. <laughs> turn around. It only takes a minute of your precious time. Turn uh, around. Also, that's a very I'll fucking, like, <laughs> sleep, uh, <laughs> passive-aggressive way of, of trying to hit on a lady. Oh, a minute of your precious time. Uh, Fuck you, Joe. Turn Elliot. around. I'll be 20 yards behind you. I'll <laughs> like, be within the court-ordered exclusion zone. I'll be exactly that far away. <laughs> yeah, it's creepy. Yeah. And two it, steps is like... It's wrong. <laughs> you know what? Try this experiment if you have friends or a significant other. Just try walking precisely two steps behind them for a little bit. Yeah. And see how long you can do that before an argument starts. <laughs> gonna yeah. bet that's gonna be in short just, order. Just <laughs> test the strength of your relationship, is what we're saying. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, that was garbage. I Pretty didn't wimpy. hear whatever shitty Michael Kamen version of no. uh, I, Actually, the, the backing vocals, the whatever you do, wherever you go in the chorus, they're pretty strong. Do you think in the studio? They're like, hey, you should go do backup vocals. And they're like, no, we don't want to do backup vocals. And then the producer is like, it's only going to take a minute of your <laughs> precious time. <laughs> worth it. Worth it. 
<laughs> Long walk worth it for the punchline. <laughs> yeah. Look, like you gotta like let it play out a little bit. Um Okay, so that's we're five songs in. Yeah, all, 12... all singles. Uh, these are the five songs that the record company or whoever were just like, Yep. Solid gold. <laughs> let's put the, well, let's hold the garbage back, but push this stuff forward. And well, this what, includes angry again. Well, what I want did this sell a lot? Do you know? I couldn't find out. There was only a Wikipedia article for the movie. There's not a yeah. simple one for the soundtrack. <laughs> people because people want to forget. It's not it. the Crow soundtrack. Yeah, <laughs> or the Judgment Night soundtrack. Two soundtracks. Oh, we got to do the Judgment Night. That's soundtrack the one that makes sense for Della us to Soul do. and Dinosaur Junior. Yeah, like, bizarrely in the same room together. Yeah, it might not be that. They I think were I might not. have said that last time. <laughs> it's still not accurate. The tra- track six, your boys, my your boys, up, your upper boys. Yeah, fucking anthrax. Anthrax. Proper anthrax. John Bush anthrax. Like the the premium quality best version of anthrax. Doing a song that's seven goddamn ponderous minutes long. Okay, the longest song in this album. Yeah. And it starts with a minute of doom riffs and like fucking turntable scratching. I thought it might be just guitar scr- pick scraping, but it could, could either be. Either way, it's that. Um, it does that for a minute, minute and a half, and if then another riff starts, so you're like, hey, maybe the vocals are going to kick in. That riff's another two minutes. Yeah. Then there's a third riff, and you got surely vocals now. The snare's kicked in now. There was no snare before. It was all like tom-tom build-up. Like, yeah. Jesus fucking Christ, does this actually feature John Bush, or does it feature no fucking singer whatsoever? Yeah. Eventually, eventually, the vocals kicks in, and uh, and the song starts to get very good. But very Jesus good. Christ, it's a long very way. Very strong. <laughs> like that when it gets into the po- poison my eyes part, it's kind of good. Uh, the chant to the slow down to the end riff, I think, might be the best part of the song. Oh, the, uh, like right at the end, they play the riff, but they have like a repeating chant. The dangerous and, it, and unpredictable make a lot of noise. Yeah, and then it kind of slows down and goes back into like the like it has like a gradual slow down. Yeah. into like the end riff. But uh, yeah, I thought the whole song was kind of diaper, uh, and it was very long. It very it's seven and a bit minutes. It's uh, it's too long. I I like it. It should have been um it should have been a B side on, uh, on sound of white noise. And I think it's I think it was recorded in the same sessions because yeah. it was ninety three, and that's when that record came out. And it sure. sounds it sounds exactly like that, and it was probably one of the first things people heard with uh, with John Bush on it. So okay, you know, it's it's historically very important if you're me. <laughs> okay, track seven. Oh. What the fuck? No. Okay, okay. So bored. Okay, like, let me set the stage for you. I'm looking at Spotify. I have not really, other than the singles, I have not really listened to this album. And when we're going through Fern Gully, when I'm listening to a ponderous Anthrax song, I'm <laughs> like, at least there's a good Aerosmith song coming up. Because I like Dream On. I'm like, that's a weird choice to pull a song from the 70s into it, but maybe it makes sense in, like, in, connection in, with in the, the movie. In the terrible movie. <laughs> and then, so, we switch over to Dream On, and I'm like, finally, we can get in the Dream On, which is the song we're about to talk about. And we hear crowd noise, and I'm like, "Wait a minute!" No, Aerosmith, not maybe the strongest live band. And then then there's like some like shitty noodling for like 45 seconds. Yeah, one guy keeps trying to play "Dream On," like like I'm assuming Joe Perry just is spacing out noodling, (laughs) and the other dude's like, "Is it is it Brad Whitford or yeah, Brad Whitford's like, hey, let's let's get the next song is "Dream On." Fucking bars open, man! Like we got (laughs) yeah. And then they go into a live version of Dream On. It's got an orchestra on it, Paul. <laughs> it's um. You know, you know the, how you like know who the conductor of the orchestra is? I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Cayman. Michael Cayman. That's exactly who it is. <laughs> Maybe I can make it worse by adding an, an orca- orchestral score to it that <laughs> isn't on the. Oh Jesus Christ, Michael Cayman. <laughs> Cayman, come on, you, guy. You are the villain of this piece. <laughs> okay. You and Queensrÿche. <laughs> you and Jeff. Well, Bunn wait. Tate. 
Okay. Um. So th- I I don't have much else to say other than it's kind of inexplicable. I just don't understand why this is no. why this is on there. No. Okay. You're talking about some filler. You're yeah. talking about some B-side filler. All right, this is fucking weird that there are two Alice in Chains songs. There's two Alice in Chains songs, and maybe you think, oh, that's because they submitted two really good songs. <laughs> and the su- music supervisor's like, I can't decide which I want. But no one ever said that about A Little Bitter. No. It is. No one has ever heard this song, and it is, there are reasons for that. <laughs> It's really weird, and it doesn't even like Alice in Chains don't do this kind of bullshit normally. Like their terrible songs can be terrible songs, but they n- normally put in like you know a, a, a anthemic chorus somewhere or something yeah. that's like builds, and you're like, oh yeah, this part, and then yeah, then there's a fucking dirgy part that lasts another three minutes, and then the chorus again, and then we're out. Yeah. Um, this doesn't have any of those things. It's like the <laughs> no. I don't know, like like a not good Interpol or like they're like super post punk, but like wait, they're not wait, good at being post punk. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah, yeah. Fucking not as good as NYC or PDA. Here's the thing. <laughs> not good Interpol. That's like an oxymoron. Like, Interpol's not good. They got two good songs. They're not <laughs> terrible. They're terrible. Oh, there's no solo. What the fuck? Like, you got, no, it's I'm short. Gonna, I'm going to have not... uh, Jerry control. Oh, is he going to play guitar songs? Nah, he's just going to play his fucking horrible 90s riff. <laughs> he's going to play that shitty riff. At one point, you could have him play or someone is just going to get in there and just be like, Hey guys, the thing about the thing is like, whatever <laughs> weird spoken word thing. Y- your body is a temple. What? What? <laughs> drink milk. Wait, wait, Why wait, wait, wait milk? You don't be fucking telling me my body is a temple. You, I your body is a temple, but he's gonna burn that Christ. temple down, right? Like, um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah. All right, and the record continues to improve <laughs> as we hit. Well, I don't know where we are now, but we're up to the Cypress Nine. Hill truck. Um, uh, so we're on. Track nine, cock the hammer. Cock the hammer, yeah. Chicken hope's looking for a chicken. (laughs) Here's what's weird. Okay, so I'm actually a fan of hip-hop, and 90s hip-hop is like my wheelhouse of hip-hop. Okay, so you're familiar with the work of Cypress Hill. I'm familiar with the work of Cypress Hill, but not this particular song, because this is their most bland and forgettable song. It's so weird. It's phoned in, isn't it? It's incredibly phoned in. Like, that is there's like one bass line throughout the entire song, and it's not particularly interesting. The chorus is the same as the verse, is the same as the chorus, is the same as the middle eight or whatever. Like, Come on, lads. Like, well, but you're allowed to have a chorus. It literally seems tossed off. Like, the lyric, yeah. like, the, the, the actual, like, bars that they're spitting and, like, the kind of chorus chant, it's like, you know, people know, like, you know, Hits from the Bong or Insane in the Membrane or yeah. all the songs. It's like, oh, you know them because, like, to, to have something this yeah, clearly they're, they're has hard on that. no <laughs> idea like you know this is no when the shit goes down okay. yeah so yeah this is forgettable this is uh it's not great it's not great i wonder if, like presumably for some of these bands it's going to be a way of like getting heard by either even more people or people that wouldn't normally listen to your stuff so why wouldn't you put your best shit i mean i i wonder <sighs> if there was a mandate of like it can't have appeared on a thing i suppose you'd want to put your best shit out yourself and not have it as track eight on a record that your fans might not buy so yeah well if you just wanted to break into a new audience you would but the record company itself might be like we want to say that this is like 12 songs that you ain't never heard before yeah. by all your favorite artists and the reason such as queen's right it's, it's b-sides and yeah like, often like you will record 15 songs go well the, the best 12 are this and then fucking angry again was also recorded in the same session yeah. because we're still taking drugs and can't tell the difference between yeah. fucking we got like, a little down to extinction and <laughs> we had an extra day in the studio so we wrote a new song cool what's the name of the song 
a little bitter. That's going to oh. be our music bank. That's going to be <laughs> Oh, the 88 disc collector's edition. We got a little bitter and little bitter demo version. There was no demo, but this, this is first take. This goes straight, straight wax cylinder. This, this is fucking, oh brother, we're out there recording style. This is singing to the can, produces the, the disc, and then the disc just goes out to people. What I love is we have so little to say about the Cypress Hill cut that we just went back to making fun of a little bit. <laughs> like, uh, well, a little bit is so bad. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, we can talk, we'll talk at the end about if it's the worst. Um, yeah. All right, track 10. Fishbone. Fishbone. The pool is open, Paul. <laughs> They're announcing that the pool is open. Swim. And then they played the sludgiest, like, helmet riff uh, for ages. The vocals are unhinged yeah, on the song. Yeah, I kind of like that. I l- I, yeah. This isn't, like, my kind of thing exactly, but it's like, this is at least interesting. It definitely is interesting. Yeah. So I'm not sure. So th- points, I think. <laughs> it didn't really go anywhere. Like, it's kind of the same thing over and over again. So, like, that... I, I kind of got bored of it just because, like, it never turned into something else. That's fun. Yeah, it's fine. It's one of the better songs on this on the, on the record, but that's not fun to talk about. So, <laughs> so we should, we should probably move on to. Okay. Oh my God. <laughs> Te- Tesla. Why is Tesla on this? That was yeah, my, that's that, my that's first a great question. Is they are five man of... acoustic jam? How the fuck did they get no, on no, this five man acoustical jam? Okay, it's way worse. Uh... Yeah, I know. Shut up, right? And then the song kicks in, and it the intro. I shit you not, it's keyboard based and sounds like some shit from the Ghostbusters. Like it sounds kind of like Ray Parker Jr. and shit. <laughs> and then the song started and. Yeah, when those, I was listening those to vocals song. come in. It's a it's a joke, right? So the last action hero is a meta movie. Yeah, or wants to be a meta movie, but it's not smart, or they didn't trust the concept. The concept being that like there's a fake action movie franchise, and someone from the real world gets sucked into it and knows that oh, this is how all these movies are, and can explain it scream style, kind of like yeah, yeah, yeah. And then that person at a certain point gets like pulled into the real world and has to like understand that they don't have action movie powers anymore right. that they're like this a real like dude a great concept for the concept really fucking it. great but the movie itself is like cheesy and shitty so but because it's this meta thing this could have been written as a joke but i don't know oh, if it's a, jo- a joke like they, they but, don't they're not witty but <laughs> the lyrics and it's everything so about ahead. it are almost like the, like they sound like parody. Yeah, the difference between this and like that Huey Lewis and the News song for Pineapple Express, it's like a very slim difference. This is still in the nineties, and even though the movie was meta, I don't think Tesla ever got to be meta. Everything about it is so like comically I, over the top. I wrote and down shitty. my favorite lyric, which is "A real life animal loose on the farm." You know, <laughs> <laughs> D- on the on the makes, makes no sense now. Just like the big time, you get to bang the ladies too because right. you always pull through. You're the true. You're the true. <laughs> Last action hero. You're which it should be, they have an exclamation point, but I'm assuming they want a dot, 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 so you're the true Last Action Hero. Is g- g- oh! Like, <laughs> right? Yes! Yeah, of course that's that. the yeah. only way that that line makes any oh. sense. I don't know what to make of this. Oh, no, that that terrible. was just bad. I mean, even if it was trying to be parody, even if, like, Tesla is, is uh, you know, masters of the... <laughs> Postmodernism, which they're fucking not. Five man <laughs> acoustical jam, indeed. Yeah. Okay. Um. So that's that's 
last action hero. Very, very weak. What a world that we live yeah. in, that this was a thing. So is the record over yet? Oh, no. <laughs> Cayman back. What about Cayman, though? <laughs> like, Michael Cayman. What about the L.A. Rock Ensemble? And fucking Buckethead. Buckethead. <laughs> oh, my, this last song. Oh, my God. It's appalling. It's really bad. So it, the first few minutes are like um, uh, was it, like, mu- music from a movie. Like, it sounds like there should have been a CD of the s- or a tape of the score for this movie, and this would have been part of it. But for some reason, Cayman's like, yo, put Jack <laughs> and the Ripper on that fucking needle drop soundtrack so people get a feel for this buckethead shit and this rock ensemble shit. So that's awful. And then partway through... Yes. I guess there's some drums and bass and guitar kicking. I say kicking, they do not kick. <laughs> this was out. This is like, yep, fucking, that's, that's the one. And you're a conductor, dude. Like, you have, like, you know <laughs> guitar players and shit. And, like, so this is bad. It is bad. And I don't understand why it's on the soundtrack, other than it really seems like they threw came in a bone or came and pulled some fucking weight. Yeah, I think it was. I think this was a Michael Kamen decision to put this on. I don't think he was like, "Oh shucks, you guys, you get you get to include my uh, my terrible song." I know how to start the record, Jack and the Ripper, and they're like, <laughs> we, "You know, we have ACDC, right? They have the album that sold the most albums." If this if if this movie makes a dollar for every ACDC record sold, we're gonna, we're going to be the biggest grossing movie of all time. <laughs> so you still want to start with Jack the Ripper? <laughs> Sorry, Jack and the Knife, or whatever the fuck you called it. And so they decided to have that be the strong closer after you've already fucking suffered through Tesla. Yeah. And like, it's just... Um, it also sounds like um, video game music. Yeah. It sounds like Double Dragon, where like you and your you and your friend, you're going to go fight some street toughs and then rescue the president's daughter, and then you're going to fight your friend over who gets to fuck the president's daughter. <laughs> that game is problematic. <laughs> it is, uh... Yeah. Also, there's a lot of games that just had, like... What if ninjas captured the president and or the president's daughter? Like, that was, like, a real concern in the 80s. Like, bad dudes where it's like, yeah, hey, ninjas have captured the president. Goddamn ninjas. Instead of sending in, like, the army and stuff, we're going to hire dudes vests. two dudes. (laughs) They sent uh, each other pages, 911. Pick up. And then they called, and then it was like, hey, we got this president saving the president from ninjas gig. What are you going to wear? I was going to wear blue jeans and a black T-shirt. Shit, I was going to wear the black t-shirt. Okay, I'm going to wear the red t-shirt or whatever. <laughs> like, fucking. How will they tell us apart? Why would people <laughs> need to tell us apart? You if know. we dress the same, that's going to look ridiculous. <laughs> like, No, we'll look like a team. We'll look like we're going to be like on the same Yeah, side we're like on it. Team Strike Force. It's like, motherfucker, we're... It's confusing we're if we do We're bad dudes. <laughs> or they're bad dudes. Someone's bad dudes. I'm not sure. <laughs> like, it's... Wait, I thought we were Dragon Ninja. <laughs> Oh no, Dragon is just probably the guys that stole the president's daughter. Jesus yeah. Christ. <laughs> These games. This Look, is how we grew up. This is, yeah, exactly. Um, I'm not sure where this takes <laughs> us as far as uh, <laughs> Last Action Hero Michael Kamen is concerned. But I did want to talk about Double Dragon for a little bit. Yeah, you know what? Fair. <laughs> it's a good game. People going about Shinobi. I don't know about Shinobi. Like, I, I like Double Dragon. I like Shinobi. Like, or maybe it was Shinobi 2. There was one of them where at a certain point, it gets into a first-person mode where you can see just the hands, and you're throwing throwing stars. Oh, yeah. But at the bottom of the screen, there's one hand that's flat with a stack of throwing stars, <laughs> and then everyone's picking the throwing stars off of it and, like, tossing them at people. 
I like that they're like, who's going to believe he's going to have endless throwing stars? It's like, well, what if we show a hand that has like a ton of throwing stars on it? Like, and, and it never depletes. Yeah, sure. It never depletes. <laughs> well, there's so many. It's kind of like when you're like at a, working on a party sub and you're like, we've cut so much off of this, but it looks it's like the same length. It's like that. But with throwing stars. Also, thing he's about picking them off very fast. So he is just cutting the fuck out of his fingers because there's no way like they're obviously razor sharp they're like they're throwing stars that's what they do they're, they're so sharp that when they hit people they those people just flash <laughs> and disappear that's how sharp they are right like even if you wounded them when they were taken into hospital and the surgeon cut them open they flash and disappear so. <laughs> oh i wish video game stuff would work like in real life like if you could be like oh man what's wrong i got appendicitis Cool, you should punch this wall until meat flies out of it and just eat that. You'll be totally cool. And it's like... You know oh. what? My health's going back up. <laughs> you know what? You know what? I feel more energized. <laughs> so, I don't know what we've learned. Over the... I definitely am going to keep all the video game stuff we just oh, talked absolutely. about. Is, <laughs> I think that's... The, that's <laughs> that was maybe the best part of the episode. That's our best so <laughs> um, uh, But, God damn. So, uh... Best best song on this on this. Record? I don't even care. The more interesting question to ask is, what's the worst song? On this oh, I mean, the easy answer is that Tesla song because it's Tesla and holy shit. I think though, Queen's right. The Queen that because Jeff Tate. Fuck you, Jeff Tate. What? Well, j- fuck yeah, you. Yeah. Fucking like. You know, also, this in in the week that we just had, and it listed a bunch of Seattle vocalists who are who are still alive, and, and, and we're, we're thankful for them, like Mark Lanigan, and Robert Roth, and even Eddie Vedder. Fucking Jeff Tate is nowhere near on any of these fucking lists. They'd be like, in fact, if anyone could make a straight trade, they definitely. I mean, and I'm talking about for Roger Ailes at this point. That's what <laughs> yeah. Fuck you, Jeff Tate. Oh my, it's it's the worst. Yeah, everyone involved in that needs to quit music forever. That's yes, that's that's, <laughs> that's 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 a someone could make a more extreme statement, but I think we could all compromise on what you've just said. I think that's fine. <laughs> yeah, because I don't like. I'm not saying that I we think should we trade should hunt them for sport. <laughs> Why are you like this? <laughs> um, okay, so I, I I think we're in agreement. It's it's probably Queensrÿche edging Tesla out by yeah. an extended Fern Gully intro. Oh um, God. But, um, but well done, Michael. So, Michael Kamen, star, star of the actually, show, slash villain of the piece, and the whole thing. Yeah, he is. He is America's antihero for having <laughs> produced this. He's true. Um, so fi- final thoughts before we move on. Can you say with a straight face that this is good? Like that this is like worth it to have been produced? No. Uh, <laughs> okay. I'm glad Big Gun got made, <laughs> but I think hopefully it could have got made anyway because I think Big Gun's a genuinely good song. Um, <laughs> Is it worth it for this? Probably not. Like, this collection, it, like... It unleashed more Queen's records in the world, which is like <laughs> like releasing dangerous greenhouse gases. <laughs> it's, it's not okay. Like, you know, like we, we've joked about the Crow soundtrack. <laughs> and about... Yeah, this is making the Crow soundtrack look like a fucking masterpiece. Yeah, like, we've joked about that. We've joked about Rob Zombie. Hellbilly Deluxe. Oh, that's, that's actually a really good but record. <laughs> despite all of our criticisms of those records... I will listen to those again in a fucking heartbeat <laughs> compared to, like, ever pulling up. Like, I'm I'm kind of mad that Last Action Hero is in my browser history as to be, like... <laughs> yeah, if you, if you die, it's going to show up. People are going to, ah, oh, this, is, By this the way, is what happened. I didn't private search it, but I'm definitely going to, like, clear out my browser history <laughs> when I get out. <laughs> so no one knows. 
that I listen to this tip. People are going to know. We're, we're putting this out. You know that, right? Yeah, but they'll know that I did it for business. <laughs> this is business time. And you know what business time needs. Oh, yeah. Needs, I mean, this, these, ads revenue. <laughs> these last action hero centrics don't pay for themselves. So They probably didn't. <laughs> There's a landfill somewhere filled with them. With all the music services around these days, it's hard to know what to listen to. Don't you find you sometimes spend more time searching for that banging track than you do actually listening to it? We got you. All Smash Mouth Playlists is the ultimate playlist curation service that delivers the best Smash Mouth hits to your Spotify queue. From All Star to Walking on the Sun, you'll get minutes of joy from one of the most influential bands of the 1990s. Some Somebody once told me that prices start at just $20 a month. Spotify description is not included. Hey now, at that price, how could it be? Use the code, it ain't no joke. I'd like to buy the world a toke. And we'll throw in that creepy third eye blind song too. It's all basically the same. All Smash Mouth playlists. Get your game on, go play. No, you can't be all, hey, hey, guys. Hey, and we're back! <laughs> I peaked it. I hadn't peaked in a while. Ripped I had it. some... <laughs> you know what? Not going to do it again. I gonna, said it before and I said it again. After that ad. I fucking... Uh, I like to come in hard on shit. Sure. That's how <laughs> I do it. This is it. This is the, this is the end of the episode. Last things up. segment. We're going to talk about... Recommendations. Recommendations, recriminations, independent authorities. and uh, What do you got? I got um, season three, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, came out last night. I watched the first two episodes. It's great. It's fantastic. I love that show. You should watch that show. It's great. Uh, I'm still like uh, that and 30 Rock. I kind of c- compete for who is the best at doing exactly this. Um, 30 Rock. 30 Rock generally 30 overall, rock. but... Kimmy still, Schmidt. Still free. Kimmy right. Schmidt has better jokes. <laughs> <laughs> Not true, although there's some really good jokes. In season two, there was a joke where like people were hanging out at a family dinner and the grandma was just a weird puppet. <laughs> and they're like <laughs> It was just weird as yeah. turned to the grandma as just a weird puppet. And it's like, I don't even know if that thing's alive. Like <laughs> it's a super weird joke. Okay. It's, it's uh, I love that show so much. It, it, I don't think it's as good as the first season. I don't think anything was good as the first season, but it, yeah, like, I, I can't have it as anything other than it, it is the best sitcom currently being made. If they keep making it, it's going to be the best sitcom of all time. That <laughs> seems incorrect. But you know what? We're going to leave that there for today. We'll table that, put a pin in it. So uh, real recently, uh, The Trade Volume 7 came out for a series I really like called Saga. So I'm going to recommend Saga. I think, I mean, obviously start at the beginning. So there's seven trade paperbacks. Buy all of them. Go to wherever you buy stuff. Buy all seven. Jump in with both feet. What's it about? It's about, it's from one planet and a moon. On the moon, there's people with horns. On the planet, there's people with wings. They've gotten into a war. And at a certain point, you know, there's like a Romeo and Juliet type situation where like a dude with horns falls in love with a, a girl with wings. And they end up having a baby. And then... Both sides are after them because they can't upset the apple cart of this war that's happening. And it's <laughs> come on, you guys, we're trying to have a war. <laughs> yeah, and with your half wing, half horn baby. And 
there's there's bounty hunters. There's a giant cat who could tell if people are lying. There's a lot of weird stuff in this, but it's really fucking good. It's written by Brian K. Vaughn, who wrote Why the Last Man, Ex Machina. He wrote for Lost, a TV show. And art by uh, Fiona Staples. And the art's, like, fucking really, really, really good. And the designs are... Everything looks really crazy. Um, so once you start reading it, everyone I know who started reading it can't stop reading it. It's got that... The last comic book who was like this was like The Walking Dead, where okay. people just like, I'll just get one, and you read one, and you're immediately running back to like pick up four more trades because you're like, I gotta fucking know what happens next, and it's crazy. So, I also recommend that if you uh, spend 125 dollars on a bottle of beer that we just had, <laughs> you oh. gotta drink that stuff fast. Yeah, it got only more sour as, as the <laughs> so you just had a, a glass of warm sour beer that was tough to get that laugh that dirty it that dirty inch was pretty <laughs> bad to get that i'm gonna be honest with you you still kind of taste it it, it remains it lingers it's li- yeah like, like the cranberries she's got a voice like an angel she does yeah <laughs> some people try to cover up their accent when they sing you know they're like no, she leans into it, it. she i i wouldn't be surprised if she doesn't actually have an accent and that's just an elaborate Ploy. Okay, so uh, you ready for the next thing? Okay. With two tanks and two bombs and two guns and two bombs. Stop. Uh, that was good. That was really good. Yeah, Are I, think you... I felt like I really got into the character that I'm that I'm playing. Are you doing a character? Is that what that was? Yeah, I, I, that's how I get to talk about this uh, on the side of the, the Irish people. Because, you know, I'm from Surrey. <laughs> Oh, that's a bad one for karaoke. People do it, and it's oof. that's it's tough. Rough. Do they do the insulting Irish <laughs> accent? Or I I sing along. We chair tanks and tear bombs and tear guns. <laughs> oh, it's it's a bad song. Man, that's shots people... fired. The cranberries <laughs> yeah. come at us. That's what uh, that's what people tune into this podcast for: timely and relevant jokes about the cranberries. <laughs> I thought this was going to be about grindcore. Every day they tag it with grindcore. <laughs> Peace.